0: We're back. Welcome. Been a while. Episode number forty-nine. No. Forty-nine. No.
1: Forty-eight. Eight.
0: Isn't it? I believe so. Let me double-check. <coughs> we really should have this information before we press record.
1: Yeah, but there's been so many
0: now that it's hard to. Really get... <coughs> As well, I've got a. I've not got the Rona. <laughs> I've got a cough that I've picked up and a bit of a cold, so it only starts when I'm. Talking, funnily enough, so <laughs> I'm gonna be caught. Co- I'm gonna be uh <coughs> coughing in and out of this. We're right. 48, do we? Right, I'm checking
1: 49. I should have had it pulled up. We are 48. This is 48.
0: This is the 48th. This is number 48. So, that was correct. we have missed a few weeks, but you know, there's been a lot going on. Scott will tell you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, initially, it just started with just being off for the holidays and I, I got sick you yeah were we had and Christmas fortunate. off then you were ill yeah uh but then when coming back uh yeah, I ran into a few little glitches um mm-hmm. I won't share every I don't know should I share everything
0: or should I no I need
1: to hold no, back. there's on. no
0: need to because that'll that'll take us back down that rabbit hole and yeah, then we this don't know cut that. off but you've uh, already you've already lost one platform let's not lose this <laughs> one as well. Go on, tell the the people what's happened.
1: Okay, so um, as folks know, I have the Marshall Way uh, Facebook page, which has over 200,000 followers. And I have an Instagram page, which is also under Facebook,
0: which also has, uh, I think it's around... Let's just just reiterate that, over 200,000 likes on the page.
1: Yeah, and followers. The Marshall Way Uh, page. 224,000 active followers. And then I have um, over 22,000 on Instagram <clears throat> and same thing, active followers. So I received uh, an, a weird message and it was very strange. I had a message that appeared in my Instagram inbox, direct messaging. And to the point where I thought it was fake at first because it came from Facebook, but and it was said it was coming from um, i don't know some um, you know how the, uh, you can combine uh, the messages for instagram
0: and facebook inboxing from my facebook
1: yeah yeah so I, it was one of those deals and and honestly i thought it was fake because it was very cryptic and very um, dark it was basically it was just saying like i want you to know we've been monitoring you for some time <laughs> Uh, It was just really dark, weird thing. I honestly was like, this has got to be a joke or something. And then I realized like, no, this is actually legit. This is from uh, whatever Facebook corp or whatever, but I didn't think too much of it. Uh, I do. If people follow me, my personal page on Facebook, I've known to post a few controversial (laughs) items. Yeah, And one or two things, one or two things. Uh, but definitely never anything on martial way. That's strictly Kyokushin and martial arts. The so seen with other pages yeah. that I'm involved with in yeah. the Instagram page, the same thing. Um, any event um, this, this weird email, the other bizarre thing about it, I went to show it to my wife and when I went to show it to her, it was gone. It had it disappeared. Never had seen anything like that before. So I wish I had taken a screenshot of it. So, wouldn't you know, I got, uh, on January 5th, I posted something on my personal page, and I got a strike against it, and told me it was whatever goes against their whatever. And it was political, and I was making a, a, a comparison with our, I'm not going to say, just with the premier, <coughs> pri- Prime no Minister. Need to go, no need to no, go no detail. details. And honestly, I don't think it was that bad of a post, but whatever, it, it didn't go along with their, um, their leanings, let's say that. That's fine. Then... Um, all of a sudden, I noticed a few days later, I get another uh, flag for another post. And I went, oh, great, what one is this? And this time I noticed it was back from 2012, <laughs> 10 years. So they went back in my timeline, 10 years, and they found uh, um, a picture, a kind of a meme thing. You know, folks remember Bikram Yoga back in the day that was a hot yoga thing. And the leader of Bikram got into a little bit of trouble back in the day from some inappropriate <clears throat> behavior. And this picture was a picture of Bikram working with a couple of ladies who are striking yoga poses, and he literally has his hands on their.
0: Everyone <clears throat> knows that that position is to get your chi chakras fired up.
1: That's right. Anyway, I just posted the picture and said, you know, something along the lines, <laughs> just be careful. Like, you watch coach. out
0: for this. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Watch out for this stuff. Watch <laughs> out for these kind of, uh, menaces. Well, they flagged that one for sexual, um, In- inappropriate, whatever. <laughs> I'm like, what? What are you talking about? It's literally a. It's not me. B. It's a public image that came from a newspaper or something, and this guy gets busted doing stuff. It's retarded. However, it was you're
0: warning people of it. Yeah, I'm literally, I'm literally
1: warning people. I'm literally warning people of this. But it was enough for them to, I guess, that was my final strike. Even though I was never told I had strikes on me, I was never given any warning. Actually, at this point, I didn't even know. All I know is like, oh, wow, I was just ticked off. I was like, wow, that's so weird. I kind of laughed about it. I can't believe they went back. Ha, ha, ha. 10 years of my timeline and got this stupid thing to flag. Okay. I didn't think anything of it. A few days later go by. And I was approached, I don't, and as one people know, I don't monetize anything. I don't make a penny off the Marshall way or off the real talk stuff. We're not making anything. I mean, we'd love to at some point, but right now we just don't have the audience. We don't have the uh, participation to do that. But I got an offer from a company contacted me because I have a lot of followers on Facebook. As we mentioned, like over 200,000 followers, So they wanted to do some advertising and I've been approached before. And I'm, I'm, I'm like really kind of not keen on that stuff, unless it's martial arts focused or something that's means something to me, but this one was pretty cool because it was not just martial art. There was, um, there was a few things I I liked it. I, I got to choose kind of what, what could go up there. And they were going to give me a price point for, a, you know, they would send me a, send me a selection of ads. i choose a couple a day and then they would pay me to have those up there. And I was like, all right, screw it. Why not? I could try it out. Hmm. So I went to set it up and realized I've been restricted in placing ads on Facebook. I'm like, Demonetized. <clears throat> Long story short, I looked into it and because of the behavior on my personal page, they've restricted every paint page that I also an admin on, I cannot post ads on Facebook. I cannot post ads on Instagram. I can't, I'm totally blocked from doing any of it. So because of a post that they pulled up from 2012. Um, so I obviously appealed this and they said the appeal, the decision is final and I have been restricted for life.
0: Well, I'm, definite, I'm definitely not a, and I told you so guy, but I'm absolutely, and I told you so guy, I've been telling you for months and months, stop posting these things. <laughs> Wouldn't listen to me. And now this is the result. This is the result.
1: Now I'm talk, I I'm,
0: go on. No, don't even say it. I know what you're about to say. Don't even say it. Which is what? Don't don't even it's say cool. it. Because then you'll you just, stop making the target to yourself all the time. We, d- we discussed what we discussed earlier mm-hmm. and you've got that Avenue. But yeah. Let's not even talk about it.
1: Yeah. True. Anyways, it is what, what you're it telling is. Them? Yeah. Good point. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it, 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 yeah, that's the situation. So yeah, it is. I was it, a little, I, I was a little ruffled by this to yeah. say the least. I was a little ticked we, uh, off.
0: We've said this, we have talked about it earlier. I mean, Basically, the last decade of life has just been so polarizing. Everything like Brexit, Black Lives Matter, um, COVID, the vaccinations, global warming. Uh, These subjects are so toxic. Don't talk about them, especially for us. We're martial artists. We talk about martial arts and life and, and, you know, living through martial arts, everything else outside of it. Is personal, is private. Same as your politics. Your politics should be like your politics and your sex life, keep them to yourself privately.
1: I agree with that. Isn't it interesting that it always was that way until recently? And now we know everybody's politics. And I don't like it. I liked it better when I didn't know your politics.
0: People walking around with their their MAGA hats or they're walking around with their Biden badges. And it's like, I don't care who you're voting for.
1: Yeah. Just like I don't care who you have sex with. I don't care.
0: Yeah. That, and it's all that's always been the case. Politics, mm-hmm. sex life—keep it to yourself. Mm-hmm. Don't bring it up in conversation because it's so polarizing.
1: <sighs> and it's designed to be polarizing. But anyway, so that's uh, where I've been. So with that, along with some other stuff that I was—I've uh, been um, juggling. That's that's been the situation.
0: Mm-hmm. So what are we? How I many? We missed three weeks. No, like we missed almost a month, haven't we? No, was it? <laughs> We'll end of end, end of January, before our, just before uh, New Year.
1: Oh yeah, was right. three weeks. It yeah. goes by quickly.
0: It does. So we've got wow. three weeks of karate to talk about, and Scott's going to summarize it all now. Okay, so this is what we have. <laughs> Where do you want to start? Some guy, some guy kicked another guy in the head in a fight, and he fell over. <laughs> <laughs> Both wearing pajamas. Kicked it's in, fell over. Almost. People, people start. <laughs> people blowing whistles. All that uh, going on. Yep. Right, folks. the end of the show? <laughs> <laughs> well, no. We had the, the Actually, stuff we were touching on before. Go on
1: Harry was trying to get me on the Karate Kid kick, and you had a lot to say about that. But on the Karate happened. Kid kick. Well, let's let's face it. I mean, you're a little bit of a fanboy of the Karate Kid series, well, Cobra yeah. Kai or whatever, uh, and the yeah. original Karate Kid. I love the original Karate Kid. Terry doesn't believe me, but I actually did. I, I loved it a what lot. What
0: was Daniel's mother's name?
1: Are you kidding, Mom? <laughs>
0: I don't know what her name is neither I can't think what her name is.
1: I can't. It's almost it's at the tip of my tongue though. It is. It's there. I can picture her name, her face.
0: What was the girl's name in Karate Kid one? The love interest.
1: Oh, that was um. Man, I'm an old man. My memory sucks. uh I can draw a picture of her. Blonde, kind of curly hair. Oh my god! I just saw a picture of her. Um.
0: She still looks super hot. Now mind.
1: Uh, I can't remember her name. Can't remember character. Ali, name. Ali with an eye. Ali, I. Ali with an eye. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, look, at the end of the day, we all know that Cobra Kai were actually the heroes of the Karate Kid, and Daniel was a bully. He definitely bullied the head of the Cobra Kai team. Uh, what's his name with the blonde hair? Obviously, Stop, calling t- him out all the what's time. What's his trying name? To take hang his, on, trying hang on, to take his I girlfriend got, from him. I'm a home.
0: Karate Kid fan. What's his name with the blonde
1: I eh? I don't know. I'm not the Karate Kid fan. You are.
0: Johnny Lawrence.
1: Johnny Lawrence. Yeah, definitely the hero oh, jo- of the original Karate Kid.
0: Well, this is what I this is what i was <laughs> trying to get you to watch the series about, right? Because when you watch the Cobra Kai, don't watch it as a martial artist going, oh, this is factually incorrect. This fight seems oh, terrible. He never would have done a turning kick like that. And that. Don't watch it as a martial artist. Watch it as just like you're watching coronation street
1: that's my problem this is why i can't because i don't find the acting very good i don't find the writing that strong so i but if
0: you're if you're a fan of the originals right Mm. there are so many flashbacks to the original karate kid i do know how many times i've cried watching it (laughs) just welled up because the bit the bit of the flute music comes in Miyagi's there, no, you lose a fear, Daniel San. No, you lose a fear. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this is fucking brilliant. Oh, this is amazing. Because it's nostalgia. It takes me right back to when I was a teenager watching the karate kid. <laughs> and I used to watch the karate kid. I know Johnny Lawrence, we well, don't even know who he is. Does his flip up. He gets knocked down, he flips up onto his feet. Yeah. That's where I learned that from watching the karate kid and i used to bounce on my bed on my back practicing flipping up onto my feet i punched <laughs> myself in the stomach first so i'd go down and then i practice flipping up and i take the t- t- when you watch it takes you back and you're like oh i fucking love this that's you also practice like, yeah.
1: <clears throat> being a bully like daniel
0: well daniel wasn't a bully oh yeah he was and no he wasn't lawrence wasn't a bully you've got to remember and this bully. is what i see as an adult now, always writing. causing shit, w- stirring stuff up, these, trying to steal a guy. As girlfriend. an adult, as an adult. Listen, we've all uh I'm just put one into our f- we've all put ones into our friends, girls, and stuff at some point. So
1: I'm just messing around. But haven't you ever have you ever seen that video? Yes, the guy does I've the seen incredible that. editing and makes uh <laughs> <laughs> Donnie the good guy and Daniel the bad guy. Yeah, it's I've hilarious. I love it.
0: But what I mean. You look at uh John Crease as like the baddie hmm. in it all. Mm-hmm. Martin who Go Martin Gove who plays him, but I mean, even he's not a baddie, he's a product of his life. You know, he, he was bullied a bit, then he went like, got sent out to Vietnam as a kid, almost killed, about mm-hmm. to be fucking, um, we need to stop swearing as well. About, about they were like, you haven't seen it, have you? you haven't seen the films. You haven't yeah. seen the, the series. No, the series. Oh, not the series, no. So, in the series. Oh, actually, episode, in.
1: No, 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 that's not true. Sorry. Season one, I see, I've seen.
0: Yeah, season one was good, but season two, like season three, goes back to Okinawa.
1: Yeah, that'd be more interesting to see. So, I, and, I'll and catch meets, up. I'll watch two and
0: three. I will. I can't remember the guy who he fought out there, but he meets him. And, and it's, as it comes together in series four, right? You basically you've got defensive karate, offensive karate, right? Cobra Kai. Offensive karate, Miyagi-Do is defensive karate, right? Um, and they're two opposing sides of the yin-yang. They're two opposing sides, right? Mm-hmm. Defensive karate is the best. Offensive karate is the best, this and that. And it goes throughout the series of this back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Mm-hmm. But the kids, they're learning from both. So Johnny Johnny is teaching Cobra Kai mm-hmm. and Daniel's teaching that. <clears throat> and the kids train with both of them. They learn both styles, So, then in the end, at the final tournament, the only way to win is by using both styles, which is, you know, Uh. for me, it's a nod to cross training. Yeah. You have to be all around. You can't just be a defensive fighter. You have to be able to attack and vice versa. Mm -hmm. So, it's beautifully written. Whether this was intentional or not, I don't know. But the bits that are coming, you can see now, you're like, what a fantastic series on, on just on life lessons.
1: All right, you if sold you look, me. I'm gonna watch.
0: If you well look look at, remember the thing I posted. Series four now, the final two episodes where they're at the All Valley Tournament right. It's all Kyokushin. Kanji's in the background?
1: Yeah, I saw that. Which is well, I wonder how that came about because they're obviously not Kyokushin folks. Uh, no, so somebody I've been trying to find out. <laughs> I w- well, I would assume from working in. Um, in film i used to work in film a million times to- years ago uh my one of my first jobs when i came to toronto because my brother worked wasn't in
0: you it. wasn't you on the set that debbie does dallas <laughs> yeah
1: i was on a few sets i could tell you some stories some crazy <laughs> stuff that would put you in, like, put some actors in perspective for you but anyway neither here nor there um but tell um, me
0: tell me you didn't go to epstein's
1: island <laughs> jesus can you imagine um Although I would like to go see it now, <laughs> it's like a historical yeah. friggin' creepo that's another, thing. That's
0: another another one not not to mention.
1: Yeah. Um, no. Anyway, so my brother had a um, a, co- a lot of friends. Obviously, most of his friends were from that um, from the same um, same work and stuff. But there was a one of his friends. He was a uh, essentially. He bought props. He, he looked for. He he had to source the props, and he also location. Yeah. So he was a location yeah. scout and, and <clears throat> prop scout. So he would go out and do stuff. So when I imagine someone like him doing it, he wouldn't have known anything about kyokushin or anything, but he would have no. like gone online or saw something. Like, oh, that! May-. It could have been as simple as like, oh, that that looks really cool. The that Japanese thing they got on well, the jacket.
0: Uh, probably I mean, the, the, the calligraphy, the, the yeah. kyokushin calligraphy is probably the most recognized. That's what world I'm getting at, right? So it could just be arts. something as
1: simple as that. You never know, right?
0: Because they're clearly. Cool. Cool. Yeah. We can tell by watching them as they said, They're clearly not Kyokushin people just mm-hmm. by the way they stand and and just how they wear the even. But the kanji isn't even right upright. It's going down the lapel. Yeah, I, I caught a, it. I caught goes a few on things. the angle. I, I mean, but I haven't seen that, the
1: episode, but I saw them. Saying that,
0: mm. this is this is America, right? So, America. how many do America. America? How many dojos have we seen and, and called out that are like great kanji on upside down? <laughs> You know, you're doing this, you're doing that. <laughs> so, for all we know, it could be a legitimate Kyokushin Do uh, Kyokushin Dojo. God, and, and someone did say to me, because um, people are coming through with on the Ronin Life Group, that where it was filmed in this area, where there is a local dojo, and I think the local dojo helped with some of the extras and stuff.
1: Right. Well, that's what I'm getting at. So that could be a part too, right? Yeah. yeah. And um, another
0: plot, like you know, we, we posted about the books. Because in Karate Kid 1, when he's doing the kicks in the kitchen. Yeah, um, it's Masayama. Two, the, the book that's open is, what is karate? What is karate? Masayama. Yeah. So it's like, wow, look at that. How is that there? Again. Because, you know. Very cool. Because let's this, this, this remember that um, the karate fight coordinator um, guy on there is Fumio Demura.
1: Uh, hold on a second. On the new ones?
0: No, no, no. We're talking about the originals. Oh, the original.
1: But who's the, do you know who the fight choreographer is now? Do you have any idea for the new? Okay.
0: Just curious. No, but I know, you know, in the first one, the guy with the mustache, the referee. Yeah. Yeah. He's a big, he's a big, massive karate. I can't remember his name. Was that
1: Bob Wall? I think that was Bob Wall. Oh, it might have been. Might have been Bob Wall. I know there was a few big American karate guys in that.
0: A lot uh, of big guys in there. I remember the video I posted of like, old 60s American karate where we you know, we like to think Kyokshin is the baddest and the best. Yeah. They are fucking battering each other. they were, fucking knows. I know people like over. to think
1: because we think sp- at point fighting these days. If you go back to the 60s and 70s, they were beating the crap.
0: Yeah, but there was full contact. Yeah. It, it was still jumping in yeah. and
1: strike, but it was...
0: Yeah, but they were jumping in and actually punching you. Oh, yeah. yeah You've got a, a point if I knock your teeth out.
1: Exactly. you got a point if I knock your teeth out. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> and and that, that video I put up on it, I just loved... We are so all over the shop with this tonight. No, we really. It's still the focus around karate. Gear. pretty much normal night for us then. Yeah. I, um, I loved how... They fight in see trying to hurt each other, someone gets banged, and if, and afterwards they're all smiles and they're all friends, and they're like, Yeah, you had me, you bastard. Yeah, yeah we're good, we're all friends. That too. I love that that camaraderie shit Yeah, day, me too. Which we we Kyokshin has it, but it's a bit Kyokshin is it tend th- these days, tends to be a bit more staunch because it's like, yeah, I fought against you, but I might fight against I might fight against you again in the Europeans in three months time. So I and your friend.
1: Yeah. I okay. So I so I have uh, folks. I haven't <laughs> been doing any martial arts in the last few weeks, uh, and not only that, everything's locked down here again in uh, Canada yeah. and Toronto. So whatever it is, what it is. Um, but I noticed that too, and I think we even mentioned it before when I first started taking jujitsu. One thing I noticed was the difference in personality types, and it's weird because I would almost expect more of that from the Kyokushin side. So I've always found Kyokushin, yeah, people are a lot definitely more kind of that bravado, you know, yeah. And and then you fight with somebody and or spar, and it goes down. If somebody gets the best of somebody, it's the same thing. Uh, yeah, I, 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 if you hadn't done that, I would have. I don't know. It's, it's very bravado and very like tough guy. Whereas with people in get so up in it. Yeah, they get very caught up. Where in jujitsu, you roll with somebody, somebody beats you, and you're like, holy shit, good one. You got me. <laughs> Let's go. It's yeah. like not, nobody cares. Nobody cares. There's none of that like tough guy. Uh,
0: nobody can beat it, me.
1: Kind of. Thing. I mean, yeah, obviously it, you'll it run is. into weird personalities, but
0: for the for the most <clears throat> but there's people get like I know a guy who's a very well known guy. Mm-hmm. I won't say his name, very respected, mm-hmm. has done things mm-hmm. that no one else can do on this planet. What do you right? mean, in terms of what? In terms of the things he has done and things he have achieved, no one else has done I see. on this planet, right? Mm-hmm. So he's an achiever. As a martial artist, you, speak- you mean? As a martial artist, yeah, okay. right? Um, and he's in his 60s. Mm-hmm. He's an older guy now. When mm-hmm. I speak to him, every time you speak to him, he'll bring up yeah, and see that tournament in, in, in nineteen seventy-three. See, I didn't I didn't get I didn't win it. I was supposed to win that, but I, I ended up hurting my hand and I didn't go through it. And I'm like, no one gives a shit. Forget <laughs> well, it. Clearly. He That's does. gone. Look look at what you've done now. Dwarfs any tournament the whole cut or 19, yeah I got caught up on that and I didn't go through at the final and blah, still now comes up.
1: Wow. People get
0: so caught up on it. Still anchoring on yeah. it. Wow. It is and people I always say kyokshin is, you know, the, the, you train like a professional. It's the only mm-hmm. professional sport that is not professional. Well no one gets paid for fighting knockdown. Yeah. Well no yeah. yeah but it's not the the way people train for their tournaments on a professional level. Yeah yeah yeah. So they train like a professional. You just never get paid for it. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Or close um, to can. Yeah, it is. I mean, people take months out. Like I, when I was training for Japan, mm-hmm. I had to give up under Gary's tutelage. I had to give up my job. Yeah, I guess I sponsorship to train that, three months, full time for it. Yeah. Training six hours a day. And it was like, didn't have a job then afterwards. No prize money. No prize number. Certainly no prize number for coming 223rd. <laughs> out that of how many you know act 228 <laughs> so not last <laughs> oh I, did you see the post i put up about my old japanese stuff yeah that was cool i was in a japanese magazine the good-looking guys of the <laughs> tournament
1: Yes, I may not here, Luke, one. I'm gonna pull it up because it's kind of cool. Let
0: me find it. Let me I may cool. not a one, but I was voted it was either either second or third best looking fighter of the tournament. Are you, shut up! That's what? what that's what the magazine is. I mean, the magazine. That, was a joke. that Japanese man. No, deadly serious. Oh my and, god! Do you know I've had I've had that stuff since when did I go? Up? 2003, right? But I've never looked through it all. And when I was thought, I guess guessing pictures I'm gonna upload them of the stuff from the tournament because the goodie bag, the cameras, the Ichigeki photo file, it's lovely stuff. And I was flicked through that magazine, it's all in Japanese, I haven't got a clue what it's saying. I flicked through it, opened the page, and I was like, That's me. What's that's me? And I was like, What is that? What is that about? And I was sending it to people, what's this say? What's it say? What does it say? And they were like oh it says that the, the good looking the handsome ones of the tournament and I remember one of my Japanese friends was living in Britain at the time when we were out there saying oh yeah there was um there was a vote and you was voted one of the one of the best looking fighters of the tournament <laughs> for the, of the, the women the females of the tournament dojos have this vote right every year it's nothing it's not a serious thing but it's like a, um And they said, yeah, you were voted in it. And I never heard anything else about it afterwards until I seen that magazine article or just just the picture there. So that was my Zekken 228. What's this? Beautiful little, that's a photo frame. It's a photo album book. So you open it out and there's all the photos in there. Beautiful.
1: And and what's this thing on the right here with the Ichigeki? That's
0: That's a disposable camera. No way! Really? So you had yeah, Ichigeki disposable camera. The how one cool. I used—I used the one. I wish I hadn't. Yeah. Um, but yeah, how cool is that? Look at that guy. Good-looking guy. Ask the yeah. Japanese woman. Yeah.
1: Oh, and that's you next to him.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> wow. So yeah, that was how old my. Three? How my, were was you
1: a, there? Twenty-two. Not a smile and a
0: picture. Look at that. Very it. That's in Honbu.
1: Yeah. Jesus, man. Was it emotional being there?
0: Um, emotional in... That's uh, Kadoi. He was a top fighter in Japan. Emotional only in the way that I was on down, I don't forget, because of what right. happened in the tournament. So it was very emotional that way. So I kind of missed out on the awesomeness of being in Japan. Right, because I was I was quite bummed out. That was a 2004 calendar, so it Amazing. was 2003 that I was in Japan.
1: So in the calendar, each month has a different photo from the tournament or something, or a previous uh, tournament? No, no, no,
0: it's just a, a, it's a picture of the, the fighters of the day. So right. all the favorite fighters who yeah. were, you know, so in there is like Kerbinoff and a little write-up on him and all those. Right. That was the British delegation that went out. You've got Shian Gary there at the front with the grey air, yeah. Sheehan Paul Greenaway she and joe clarinino and she and martin malbrow and uh young teddy burgett they're there <laughs> awesome
1: awesome experience man that's really was, cool that fun. you have this man it's awesome
0: uh and they so that's us out with the uh norwegian guys mm. so that i'm pointing no obviously you can't see what i'm pointing at <laughs> the guy in the white shirt And opposite him with the brown shirt next to him, they're the Norwegian guys. Right. So, yeah, Marius was the guy in the brown shirt. Me and him got quite paddy and went out to Rapongi in the night. But (laughs) different story. Look at the size of that fish. Jesus. Giant, massive tuna. That was the buffet.
1: Wow. Again, tough guy look. Look at him standing there.
0: Look (laughs) at me, just (laughs) piss and gristle. He is a good-looking guy. Look at him. That was at the memorial for Sorci. Amazing. That was a limited edition orange phone card, tournament oh, edition. Oh
1: yeah, the internet. Okay, yeah, I see it now. Cool.
0: So yeah, yeah, i, I still okay. got these things, and, and, and mm-hmm. these are lovely to to keep. And, and the uh, Sosai's belt down the centre. Sosai's belt down the centre, and. I think I think the picture is of um, the blue. I think is Filio Francisco. Oh, I see. Um, so it's like fire and ice, blue yeah. and the, the red, and and th- that was about Karate Renaissance.
1: So cool, man!
0: Which was oh, look at that there. So that was in a, in a, on the page in the magazine. When I just whizzed through it. <laughs> I thought that's me. And
1: sorry, have you had this translated?
0: Yeah. It just, it says something like the, the, the good looking people of the world.
1: <laughs> Do you know who these two guys are?
0: Yeah. That's Sergei Osipov on the right here. And mm. that guy, yeah. On the far right yeah. is Ozzypov, mm-hmm. who is a top, top, mm-hmm. big name, knockdown fighter. Mm-hmm. Um, the middle guy, I think is either Italian or Brazilian. Okay. I'm not sure of him. And then obviously on the left is that, uh, that look, uh,
1: <laughs> back to the package. That's and amazing, that was the, man.
0: The box. Yeah. Lo- Incredible. Lo- lovely keepsake. <clears throat> and I've got it up in my attic in my little box, my karate stuff in there. And I've got, and what I realized as i am getting out and I'm looking through stuff, you know, and like I said, this year is my 30th year in Kyokushin. Wow my 30th year. So there's lots of stuff I've done that I've even forgotten about. Yeah, of course. Like, you know, like, you know, we talk about Bobby Lowe. I forgot that I've trained with Bobby Lowe.
1: Oh, I didn't know you in trained New with Bobby York. Lowe. I did. Oh, I'm that's speaking. right. I do. I do remember you
0: mentioning that. Yeah. So I, so I basically is number one student. Right. Of course. You know? of course. <laughs> so train with him in New York. In, when, in do you remember when you trained with
1: him? What he fo- I'm just curious. What, what was he focusing on?
0: I'm pretty sure it was Tensho. Okay. I'm pretty sure it was Tensho and wrist lock stuff. But, okay. you know, you're going back a long time. That's why I'd I said, I don't know if you remember. But... I, I, I'd forgotten that I was even there. But, and then only when I'm looking through the the book for the New York Open, I think it was the third female world championships, mm-hmm. for knockdown. And it was the, I don't know, the twenties Third all North American Open mm-hmm. or something like that. Got gotcha, um, you. Yeah. And I, I've got the the brochure, the magazine for it. And I got the fighters to sign it. So I think I put that picture up as well. I've got uh, Glaube Fitosa and Kodoi were doing a one match super fight against each other. They've both signed it. Oh, cool. Um, who won and that? And I've match? got uh, Glaube. Hmm. Glaube That's won it. Um, and I've also got Bobby Lowe's signature. That's amazing, man. That's
1: really cool.
0: It's in the Ronin group. I've put it in there. I've got his signal across um, crosses picture in the, in the thing. If you forget about these things, and, and you have this stuff stashed away now, you should, yeah, put it's this, in my attic. Why don't you put it
1: like build a display and put all this stuff in it or something, man? Where. I don't know, in your living room. I don't know, like in your office or something. Displ- Wait, listen, all my trophies are in a box in the attic. What? You should have a room dedicated to all this
0: stuff. Well, we haven't got a room dedicated. I would have. In well, my stop spending money
1: a- buying stupid sports cars and get a bigger house. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I do need a bigger house, I, but I need like a six, seven bedroom house <laughs> to, to house it. And I do. Like me and Susan told me the other day, we're like, we've got a three bedroom house now. But it's it's too small. Yeah, Yeah, it's too too, too small. One of the bedrooms is an office. I mean, it's
1: literally in a bedroom right now. Oh, this is one of the offices. Yeah.
0: So I'm like, I want an office. We need a guest room. I need an armory (laughs) just to put my weapons in. (laughs) And I want to study and I want a library. Yeah, I
1: I know what you you mean. I uh, I I have these daydreams about having all this stuff in my own studio, my own...
0: Yeah, I've told her. She's got two jobs. Obviously, it's not enough. So she better find herself a fourth. That's right. <laughs> <Let> that woman <laughs> work. <laughs> so, yeah, the, the, I've got all this stuff that I would forgot about, which is just, I love, it's amazing stuff to look through. And I've got posters from the, what was I, the eighth world tournament? It was a was seventh or eighth, eighth I think. Mm. That's how significant it was. I can't mm-hmm. even remember remember <laughs> big a like a1 posters of texuria and i got texuria's signature as well and of filio mm-hmm. and here's the thing right when this was 2007 when texuria won right mm-hmm. i had gone to hombu because i went I, in, in 2007 i went out to japan we completely come off the karate kid now sorry folks. yeah i know so... but in them um, <laughs> 2007, I went out to Japan to watch the tournament, but like on a budget shoestring, like I had no money at all. I basically spent all the money and I'd get in there Mm. and I was blagging my way through everything there, which Mm. is how I end up sat front row watching the fight. Mm -hmm. Um, And I had a suit, like a proper suit on with the GB and everything and stuff on there. So I went to Honbu um, because I heard people talking about stuff. And I went to Honbu to the Ushideshi at the front and I said, I've come for... Xi'an blah, 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 to collect the posters. And they were like, oh, do, 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 do you know? yeah, I said, yeah, Xi'an, I think I can't remember what I said. I just said, "Shan Kalashnikov have sent me, and you don't want to upset him because you know what he's like, <laughs> Shan Kalashnikov have sent me to, kill and, uh, to get the posters, because these big posters were advertised, but they were limited, there was only a certain amount of them. Yeah, um, and they were given to all the important people. So he was like, "Oh, I don't know." I said, "Yeah, yeah, those two. I need to take them, and I'll take this <laughs> one out the window as well." So I've got the big. Got Are the big you posters. joking me? No. Japanese. Let me tell you something. That Japanese people won't. Japanese people won't argue with you in case they offend you, and I'm obviously representing Shan Kalashnikov. <laughs> so. He doesn't like the. Oh, Come in now. You, you took
1: advantage <laughs> of their niceness.
0: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> ah. So yeah, we got the damn got posters. posters. That's awesome. I've <laughs> got the posters, and the plan was see, because in in oh. Gary's old Shan Gary, in the old dojo, we had the picture that I now have of Sourcei in the wooden frame. Mm-hmm. But we also had old posters up. Yeah, we World did too. tournaments. I love that stuff, yeah. yeah, and you know when you're training. Yeah. And you look pretty, up and you yeah. see a picture of Sato there, or you yeah. see a picture of Kurosawa and all squat and and you're like, Yeah, I wanna fucking be like that. And it yeah. pushes you. Yeah. So that was the plan to get them all laminated and framed and put them up around my dojo. So where are they now? In tubes rolled up? In tubes rolled up safe. Because I've got a I've got this thing that if they put out out on display, they could get damaged, exactly. stolen, or or something could happen to them. And they're no, exactly. irreplaceable. Yeah, they are irreplaceable. Yeah. So, because I know this this happened with, with Gary. He had a pile of stuff from Japan, from Honbu, when mm-hmm. he was there in the 70s, mm-hmm. in boxes, in storage, in the garage. Mm-hmm. Um, a storm came, water damage came in. Half of, it, half of it is ruined. Oh, that sucks. Old na- naft pictures no. of him in Honbu.
1: Thanks to Shihan Galashkinov. You got those posters, though. No, Galashnikov. Galashkinov. What? Oh,
0: Kalashnikov. <laughs> no, Kalashnikov. Kalashnikov, like the gun, right? Yeah, that's, just, that's something like that. And of course, you can't argue with that. And like I have said to you before, I may be wrong, but I'm never in doubt. <laughs> I'm stood at the at the front desk in Hombu because they got a drinks. So they got a can machine outside, <laughs> and then one of these big posters is on the can machine. I'm like, I've come to get the posters.
1: So you even get the poster off the machine.
0: I took it. There was one in the window. They're like, we haven't got any more. <laughs> I'll have that one then. <laughs> ah, hey, ah. The one, you know the, big, you know, the big black guy in the post there. He's a friend of mine. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> <laughs> awesome. man. So just oh, blag- blagging, blagging. it. just blagged it all. And I've got, the, I've just refound them. I got them there in the attic. Pristine. Like they have been opened for the last 20 years.
1: That's amazing. That's amazing. You got to do something
0: with that stuff. You can't just leave it in the attic, man. Well I just put pictures up on Facebook. That's enough. That's enough for the people to see. No. Yeah, they we, will though. But they the will museum. like we just like we just said though about like in the house and room, I, I do when everything goes according to plan, I will have my own dojo attached to my house, my own yeah. private dojo for me to train in. That's my Which would be too. big enough for like you know half a dozen people or stuff, and like friends of mine have got it. They've built them in their garden. They've had like a big cost shed. They've done it put a wooden floor, in. Mm-hmm. and it's like it's like a little it's like a little piece of Miyagi door. I've it's literally there.
1: I've built my own. Um, I'm built, but put together. Uh, we had an unfinished basement in the place that we moved into, so mm-hmm. I've got. I ended up putting in a full padded floor there now. Moving in all my stuff, just got my heavy bag hung up and that. So I'm literally turning it into
0: a little. Well, that's what Bryn's got. So Bryn's got a tattoo studio. Below Mm -hmm. it, there's a basement, and we've Mm -hmm. turned the basement into a dojo. Yeah, that's basically what I've done. so so Matty did all that. Is it Bryn's tattoo place or? It's yeah. Bryn's got a tattoo studio. Oh, I didn't know that. I I didn't realize that. Yeah, Bryn Bryn's wife is the one that done my arms. No way. That's amazing. Yeah, she's an amazing tattooist. Studio.
1: When I get over there, twenty-eight. I'm getting a tattoo from her, hundred percent.
0: But honestly, you you know when you have some ta- I've had quite a few tattoos, big ones, and yeah. so they hurt sometimes. Yes, but she's they do. So so light on the needle. Really? Yeah. Like I've I've been tattooed for like four or five hours. I
1: know. Me too. It's brutal. It's scraping so, meat.
0: Especially when they're going back over the the bit that they done an hour or two ago.
1: Yes. Oh it's yes. Like, when it's raw and it's just on fire. Or in these places like we like to call the ditch, like
0: on the on the inside of your elbow and oh god. was well, some of the most painful places I've been done was where that Oh yeah on yeah. the cent- on my chest bone there. Yeah, because there's no fat, nothing there. That part there, yeah, t- the, the, the tail of my dragon on my back coming around on the front, all my ribs are all done there. Yeah. It was like yeah, really painful. Yeah. But these are my arms, and they're really intricate. i've The line work is fantastic, I yeah, it's and I'm yeah, really I've good the, shading the wings. And then I've got the, all the other stuff put on it, and just loads of loads of intricate work, just like painless—not not painless, but so light on the needle. Wow, fantastic.
1: That's, that, that's awesome. Good show. What's her
0: name? And
1: what's this tattoo studio? Do you remember? Abby.
0: Yeah. Abby's her name. Obviously, I remember his wife. No, no, and, the tattoo um, studio. 28, Studio 28 in Kumvelenbach. There you go, folks. Can you say that place? No.
1: twenty Studio 28 what?
0: Kumvelenbach.
1: Kumvelenbach.
0: <laughs> what? <laughs> Kumvelen That's him. You got it. <laughs> Kumvelenbach is a place that passed from me. Right. If you're from know. this place, you'd know. Okay. Yeah, so he's he's got a like that little dojo in there in the basement.
1: Right. How about um, so this, Bryn? Is just plan. for you, buddy? I'm gonna put a little ad placement
0: right, right here. Look. Do you know what you should do? You should put that ad on your marsh. Oh no. <laughs> no, that I can do. <laughs> I can post. I just can't put ads up. <laughs> uh, because Brim would have paid you to put it up. But- nah! <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's that's the dream little private dojo yeah next to the house for you to go and train in yeah. i i did have something akin to that a while ago a friend of mine had a dojo called the budokan um the sorry Khan. the budokan yeah, budokan <laughs> yeah i think that's sorry, stolen am I, am I, I think that's taken <laughs> am i boring you
1: no i'm just saying the book dude no. i jumped on this call just to be fair folks i jumped on this call after back to back eight hours of meetings <laughs> like one after another one little quick break to get a bite at lunch but i've been back to back so i, could I was messaging him
0: saying like I, I, I was messaging i'm ready i'm ready to go i'm ready to go let's go let's shoot he's like i'm in. A, let me get out of the fucking meeting first that i'm in and then we'll do it <laughs> what was i saying then
1: <sighs> you were talking about uh brin
0: <laughs> no <laughs> no after oh we were our private dojos yeah private dojos there was a place called the budokan uh, a friend of mine they yes, hide it's well there, known it's in japan out. it's
1: a it's a large place we're, we're, everyone's very aware
0: of the budokan yeah but, yeah but you gotta you know it's a budokai or budokan yeah no the budokan it's a hole it's the hall of budo yes was. is it, it, it did you that's did what you, I, I don't know you're of.
1: messing with me right now or not like what? the budokan is famous it's in
0: japan no, it's up there. It's <laughs> just up the road. But there. It's very oh, okay. close.
1: All right. So the Wales version of the Budokan.
0: Yeah. And it was matted out in there. Proper kamaza shinzen at the front. Pictures up on the wall. It was beautiful. It was like being in a little Japanese dojo. And it was matted, but with a big canvas. Because they oh. did Aikido. They did Judo. They did Karate. They did Yaido. Everything. So it, it had that f- canvas feel on there. I was... And I, I had the key to it. So oh. I could go and train whenever I wanted.
1: Oh my God, that's awesome. That's, that would yeah. be
0: really cool. Yeah. Very so cool. I was doing that. He, he's an old friend of mine. I've, I've known him. He, he's like a, a ninth dan in Shukokai. Mm-hmm. Lovely guy. Known him for years. Uh, I went to him when I was a kid, just looking for everywhere to train. I mm-hmm. used to go to Aikido and karate was before. So I did Shukokai style first for an hour. Then I went to Aikido. That's um, cool. So lovely guy. And yeah, I had the key. So I would be, you know, I'd be in the house 11 p.m. And I'd be like, I oh, fancy training. Put my dressing gown on and just go up to it. Because it is literally 40 sec. jump in the car 40 seconds away. That's really cool. That's awesome. Get in there, put the lights on, lock the door. I used to do Aido in there. I'd be training in there. I'd train in there Christmas Eve, New Year's Eve, in the winter, because there's no heating in there. So all the st- you know, you could go in there and have a good sweat stash. All the steam would be coming off you. And did you, ever, it was- uh,
1: did, did you have any friends when you were growing up?
0: Lots of friends. Yeah,
1: okay. Just curious. Everything Bye-bye. you talk about, you do alone. I'm just curious.
0: I knocked them all out. <laughs> yeah. Uh- Everything I do is <laughs> everything I do. I do alone. <laughs> Listen, not for those people, uh, and,
1: are blind uh, or I listening am, through podcasts. Uh, he's just pointing yeah. at his uh, Ronin life with Japanese silk shirt, Japanese, Japanese cotton, silk
0: cotton. Cotton. cotton, Japanese silk cotton, s- silk cotton. it's <laughs> entwined. So I still cotton. don't have one, but whatever. Have I not sent you one? No, no. Yeah. Well, to be honest, I can't have my brand associated with someone like you. <laughs> a very, po- very political person like you. Uh, when You know, when you train at a certain level, it's very hard to get people to train me out. Why? Because they don't want to train at that level. And I've always struggled with that, having training partners. I go through training partners quite quick. And not because they get beaten up, just because the intensity that we train at. Really? They're like, I'm ready to, they're ready to go. And I'm like, I got another fucking two hours left in me <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> so that, you know, hold the bag. That doesn't um, surprise me. And I've always, since a, I've always trained on my own since a kid, because mm-hmm. I've always emanated eye in the mountains. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I grew up not mountains, but I grew up in hills. So I've always gone out and trained on my own since I started karate. So, from the age of like 13, I was out in the mountains, in the woods, training, reading the Buddha Karate or the mountain training. I'd go out and I'd just train on my own mm. and always thinking do you ever um, do something imagining someone that you respect is watching you do it? So, you do it a certain way. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, it, it just to make you better as well. You'd be like, yeah. oh, this person I just met today, I really respect him. But And then when you get back in the house, you just you know, play that he's, he's watching you. He can see what you're doing. So you're like, oh, yeah, I'll put my shoes tidy. I'll put them there. I'll fold my suit. I'll put that back. Because you're imagining that he's watching you and getting an impression of you.
1: It's interesting. You oh, say that. Hmm?
0: I've gone too far. <laughs>
1: No, I just say like, it, it reminds me um, years ago, I studied, I did some neuroscience and neuro stuff as well. And it reminded me of some um, uh, studies and stuff that were done. But one of the practices that they tell people, especially if you're um, um, an athlete or something like that, is you can do practice where you sit, like there's a bunch of different ones. One of them is what you're saying. Imagine you're somebody you really respect in your field or whatever is watching you. And you yeah. will automatically start um, doing Do things, things in better. a better way. Uh, another one was a really cool uh, exercise where pre- you can sit in a chair and pretend that you're surrounded by your, like, like Hajime Kazumi, or whatever, Masayama, or or, or all the people that you at revere. And you can uh, pretend to talk to them for advice or something like that. And it's, it's actually very, thing. very helpful.
0: That same thing, not just for sports. Now we no, flipped no. into business. Yeah, yeah. That same thing it is co- the, the term for it is your mastermind group. Yes. So yeah. you, you can you, got you can you can create a live in mastermind group you got that it. you talk with and stuff. You got but, it. But and I tell you who I tell you I I think the person who coined that was um with it.
1: Let me see if I can pull it up quickly where he goes.
0: I got it. Napoleon Hill. Yes, it was Napoleon Hill. Yes. I just run into my library quickly. Yes. Napoleon Hill coined that because he, as you just said, he made his own mastermind group of made up imaginary people like Napoleon and this person and that person and blah, blah, blah. And, he imagined that they were holding him accountable and saying to him, why haven't you done this yet? And why haven't you done that? And I think because that want is to not disappoint. We don't like disappointing people, do we? Well, today is a bit different, but back in that day, if you, um, out the breath now, just run all the way to the library and back. It's on the other side of the house. Um, You don't like to disappoint people which is why we train hard in the dojo for your, sh- your shihan or your sensei. You push through because you don't want to disappoint them. Mm. You want to look at you and be like, oh yeah, he's-, he's doing well. And it's that same thing. So if you imagine that someone is looking at you and then you would do a better performance, which was what, back to the original thing, what I used to imagine, Sorsai was watching me as a little blue belt doing my kata mm-hmm. on the mountainside.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. And, and there is to so that stuff. It does work. It does. You know, yeah, I was a big believer in all that stuff as well. And you can't really argue whether you like him or not. Conor McGregor.
0: Yeah. Ultimate. He's done, and we've mentioned this before, he's done a fantastic interview with Tony Robbins. Yeah, that's a great one.
1: For people out there, fantastic interview, really, really
0: good. Because people got to look past the hype as well. He is hype. He is bravado, but that's the show. That's the game. Yeah, that's the show. Yeah, yeah. It's the same as when you look um, at—I forgot his name. Who was the the gangster MMA?
1: The gangster.
0: Oh, um, um, gangster.
1: Oh, do you mean like? um, Well, there's a few. no, the main one. What was his name? Big Ch- Ch- Chael Sonnen. Oh, Chael Sonnen. That's a nice... Yeah. <laughs> Chael's no gangster. Again, all no, show.
0: but... He's awesome. But again, that was his little yeah. sales. Th- he was the bad guy. <laughs> he was the bad guy The got all the show because he's a very mm-hmm. intelligent, nice guy, really friendly guy. Yeah. yeah he's now, and he's like, the show. Very smart yeah.
1: guy.
0: He, he's like, this is the show. And he was trying to do the same thing with Vandley Silver. Yeah. He was like, when on the show, he was like, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm call. I, I'm giving you the opening. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying this to you. You come back, and we create this stuff. Yeah, well, See, the drum. a bit top in the head anyway. So he was like, you know, d- 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 say this to me, I kill you, man. And he was like, no, 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 it's part of the act. I'm giving you an opening to come in. And then they start, and then they start fighting. That's when he starts throwing punches at them. Yeah, I know it's uh, hilarious. Yeah, it is, and Connor. But he's done everything he said he was going to do.
1: You know what, Something I saw recently that I wasn't aware of, and I was so blown away by it. I was watching uh, a Rogan episode, and he had a couple of people on, and they were talking about I don't know fighting and stuff like that. And they were talking about um, just um, uh, people who have a natural—you know—some people just have a natural ability to knock people out. Not about their size. It's not about whatever. You could try to analyze what it is. They just knockout
0: power. They
1: just have that knockout power. And and, and Rogan was talking about how um, Connor has that. He's got that magic
0: touch where he can like just drop he you. He doesn't even. He doesn't even swing. Big shots. No. He's just catch you button, and catch you. No, yeah. The timing.
1: Everything is impeccable. But one thing, as he was talking about this, and I wasn't aware of this, when he fought Aldo and he. Uh, You know, as everybody knows, it was the opening round. They're doing a the little bouncing thing back. Aldo moves in,
0: yeah. Counter,
1: counter strikes, knocks him right out on the spot. What I didn't know was Connor was literally practicing that move right before in the green room, in the dressing room inside, and they caught on camera. And it's so cool. So I saw the video that Rogan put up, and it was a side by side one of of him knocking Aldo out. Right next to it is the one where he was practicing before, just by himself and timing it. He literally went out and did exactly what he thought he was going to do, and that's crazy, man.
0: And that, why crazy. do you think we drill things? Yeah, we drill things. they day. there. You're a tour. You're like, yeah, I'm going to come come in the body shop, bam, bam. Left leg, Jordan i on the button. That's yeah. what I'm going to do. And you keep drilling, drilling, drilling. But he and knew you, that he oh, knew Elder was going to come at him with anger because he had he got he, into his yeah head and he knew so he was bad going, knew he was going to overreach because he always overreaches with his shots yeah pop yeah I, I, but I think as well though it's it's here we get into the the spooky stuff again and we have touched on this subject before where the thoughts become things Absolutely. and you manifest things mm-hmm. so you know there's that argument of. Now I've rehearsed this bit over and over and over in my head. I knew exactly how it was going to go. I've lived it a thousand times in my head. I've mm-hmm. done it this way, and that's exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. So did that? Ha- did you reverse? Did you rehearse that because you knew that was going to happen, or did that happen
1: because, because you, you manifested it, so it? Much. Yeah.
0: Spooky stuff. Yeah, it
1: is. It's a chicken or an egg. I don't know. It's 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 a, yeah. It is. It's
0: quite interesting. And, and and it's not it's not it's not waffly airy fairy stuff. No, there's a lot of science that backs it up. Yeah, a lot of science. When you start getting into entangled particles and particle this that we touched on it before. Good night, folks. It was nice SMD, chatting. It's some deep stuff. Anyway, let's get out of the quantum whirlpool and get back to what we actually started talking about way back in the beginning. Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai. Do you remember that? Yes. You could have watched the entire series four for the amount we've been talking. I know, so no kidding, right? <laughs> <laughs> but sorry, folks, this because we we haven't spoken. We no. literally have not spoken for three weeks. Yeah, true. Properly, just, like like this, where we just no, some have, a, have a ramble, and stuff,
1: but no uh, no chatting. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So yeah, we've got lots to cover on it. Well, I, I knew but, that but-
1: you were watching that and you were pinging me about it. And I, I want to, I, man, that's the other thing too. So, um, so my work has been so crazy lately and I, and in the evening I do my thing, whether it's exercise or do whatever, eat and stuff like that. And then by the time I settle down, I'm like, now I only have a window of so long to watch something or watch anything. and, mm. I'm sorry, it just wasn't on the list, right? So I was watching it, but I, I, I will, I, I I should, you know, I, I should give it
0: the respect that it deserves too. Uh, you should watch it with a different mind as well, and just watch it for that that nostalgia because so much opens yeah. in it. So, like like we said, watch the original three films. Daniel's the the good guy, and the other people are the bad guys. But you, when you look at it, I, you know, it's like Daniel just the teenagers, the kids. You remember being a teenager. I do remember what it was like. Of course, I and do. they moved from what moved to a new place. He had yeah. no friends. Moved I, into a new school. Yeah. I went to that. So we started, starting to starting to, to, sp- to speak to people, and then uh, this girl starts giving him a little bit of attention. Blah blah blah. This and that. She split up with her boyfriend, who's Johnny Lawrence. They got together. Johnny Lawrence, who now we realize, looking at Cobra Kai, didn't have an easy thing. He had a stepfather who was a bastard to him was like a millionaire um and he was treated terribly give, not given any love brought up shit so he had he had um Pint really big co- yeah, confidence problems as well and issues and stuff he had lots of stuff going on mm-hmm. and the fact that like the, the hottest girl in school had just split up with him he was going through a lot as well and then mm-hmm. this new kid turns up smooching her what are you going to do Exactly. And when you look at the That's beginning, when you look at the opening fight sequence, right, on the beach with the ball, and he's just like, stay out of it, dude, between me and my missus, like the two of you. Exactly. But Daniel Daniel pushes it a bit. That's my put. point. If I, you know, if I was with some new bird that I just met like with Susie, when I met Susie, if her old boyfriend turned up spouting off something, I would have knocked him clean out. Yeah, but it was just to like- impress her.
1: Of course, but that was only like happened like hours or <laughs> a day or so.
0: Earlier. It was a little fresh. <laughs> yeah, it was fresh. So when you want, and that's the premise of the film, then, you know, they become baddies and goodies and this and that. And through the films, we're led to believe that John Creese is the baddie. Yeah, He's the ultimate baddie in it all, even with his own kids and stuff like that. Um, but now if you watch Cobra Kai and you get the flashbacks of, Chris was beaten up. He was bullied again as a kid. He got into the military, sent straight out to, um, where did they go? And they completely messed it up. What, Vietnam? Yeah. Straight out to Vietnam. Hmm. The war that they won, but didn't actually win. They lost that war. What are you talking about? They've never. Completely. Yeah. yeah. So they like to think they won. No, they think that they won. They think they won. Completely no. lost it. No, they don't. Out to Vietnam which messed up everyone that went out there. So as a young kid, he's out there. They get put into a cage and made to fight each other on a little bridge with a pit with all punji sticks. <laughs> so that's what he's going through in this cage. And his his platoon leader, whatever, started teaching them karate and stuff like that. Um, and then John, Crease has been taught this. He saves another spoke. guy. Spoilers, spoilers. No, well, listen. Sorry, this is st- end of season four finished months and months ago. You're oh, Spoiler alerts. So he's psychologically messed up. The only thing he knows in his life is strength. Anything other than strength is a weakness and will cause you to be killed. As in back in Vietnam, right? Mm-hmm. That's how he's grown up. That's all he knows. Mm-hmm. So he's twisted. He's got PTSD. Mm-hmm. Massively. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's going through that and he, even like Chris is not the real baddie then because when you look at it you're like well, actually yeah he's had a fucked up life he's gone through some stuff no wonder he's like he is um, and it all opens out and then you're like there are no baddies and no goodies there's different perspectives I was just
1: going to say what you, it sounds like to me what you're saying is it goes back to the adage don't judge a book and it, everybody has their own story their own unique experience uh, that has shaped them to what they are. And you never know. Like they say, until you walk a mile in someone's shoes,
0: right? You never know. Yeah. There's so many, so many perspectives. And we support shades of truth. Yeah. One person's truth is another person. Look at the, what did I hear before? about a turnip, you know, like a turnip. Yeah. The, the vegetable. I know. Um, some people, um, it was, just, I think it was actually in, in the book, we were just talking about now reading in there mm-hmm. um and one mother was like right well we top we chop the top off and then we cook the base part of it the turnip the the, the vegetable part and then someone else was like no we cook the root part the good part this. and we chuck the bottom part to the to the pigs <laughs> yeah i know this story. <laughs> so it's like it's perspectives on things isn't it yeah, yeah. one person's truth is another person's lie like well you eat you eat that bit. That's the bit we feed to the pigs. It, it, it,
1: it's, it's true. And, like I, I, and I've learned even like for real life, just taking with a grain of salt, when I come across somebody who's even is in a bad mood or something's going on, I try to like, I don't know what happened to them five minutes ago. I don't know what happened to them mm-hmm. an hour ago. And I'm really trying to do that as I get older, to have that patience with people that when you know something's going down, I don't know the story. I don't know the picture. I don't know anything Everyone's
0: fighting their own their own
1: battles. certainly are. even more so these days with the shit that's going on, so I think it's a it's a good way to give people grace and just uh
0: I'm not as good at that as I should be then, because I'm like mental issues are a big thing these days. Anxiety levels, mental depression, and my what's what's the buzzwords that people use?
1: Hmm.
0: My um, my mental bit, how I am, I'm feeling. That's the thing with um, this because I've never been, I never had depression. Oh, you're lucky. Mental issues, yeah, I've never had it. So I can't comprehend anxiety, massive
1: anxiety, and all this shit, man. Yeah, terrible, terrible, terrible stuff.
0: I've so it's very difficult for me. You're to lucky. even understand it,
1: you're very lucky. I hope it stays that way.
0: Because I walk into a room, and you should all be fucking thankful that I've walked in. <laughs> that Jesus. that's how that's how how I think, and that that was kind of how I was brought up as well. I was brought up with a lot of um, self confidence. be to, to, you know, not arrogant, but to be confident. My as growing up, my older lucky. sister, mm-hmm. w- you know, I was like, you know, the golden child. You know, you're growing up. Not spoiled, mm-hmm. never, not spoiled or arrogant, but always taught confidence. And and you know the queen could walk down the street, and that to be there no fucking better than us, just because they got you. a crown on their that's head. Gr- I think that I agree with that. It's awesome. So that's how I grew up, and that's how I am today. So that's when true. like I've got friends that are are like maybe down, mm-hmm. you know, I'm like get a fucking grip on yourself, Sort yourself out, get a grip. And go to work or go and do something or go and read a book and sort your head out because that's again, how i think you deal with it
1: <laughs> i know but you got to understand like it's very interesting you just said now like how you grew up and you grew up with that confidence i'll put a juxtaposition i grew up in violence that's all i grew up in violence alcoholism um police at the house um awful yeah. always completely on edge ever since you were a little little kid the slightest thing you were like looking around yeah. you didn't know what was coming that plants an awful seed that will stick with you for life <clears throat> and you have yeah. to learn to deal with it and overcome it or it will swallow you when you get older and i've had to do that because i had to get control of my own anxieties and stuff people deal with a lot it's of so shit.
0: It's a vicious circle and I and I do and I do understand that and I appreciate that and I've got empathy for that as well. And it's like, well, yeah, you know, a lot today abusers are people who were abused all their lives.
1: Mm. So it's that yes. circle. Oh yeah, that's a that's a well known a never ending circle, yeah. That's a well known um, thing. Even those f- gross fucking pedophiles and shit, it's just all like
0: they're normally people who have, who have been interfered tragic. with all their lives as well. So tragic 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 very vicious circle and people who've got these things but but because i'm a bit i can understand it but i'm also like oh like i i I don't like this i don't like that stop fucking thinking about it yeah but that's what i'm getting at terry everybody
1: yeah that works for you but everybody's going to find their own way like even for me now i know if i sink into a depression or i get anxious even today you know what gets me out of it it's the funniest thing i get pissed off i end up getting uh, i get to a point where i get pissed off myself uh, and, and i never take i never blame anybody else or anything it's just you know i take my own and i get mad at myself and i look at it and it just hits a limit where i go and then and i snap out of it just because i the anger. Had enough now i don't know that's it and then my confidence comes out and boom it's the same thing today like i, I woke up this morning after a good sleep and yeah like, eh, whatever just brushed all that stuff and just moved on very different strange
0: but strange. that's what tyson fury's like
1: <laughs> yeah, so he's kinda, yeah. he'd be like,
0: I wake up today. I'm the greatest boxer in the world. Yeah. I wake up tomorrow. I'm going to kill myself. Never box again.
1: Yeah. God damn. He's amazing. It's
0: inc- Tyson Fury, it, man. It, it is. That's and it's very, it's, it's very different. Like I said, I can't, because I have very luckily, I've never suffered from depression yeah. or I I grew up, although, you know, I, I've in my later years, I had a, a turbulent, violent um, life, but because I sure, put the myself, door stuff like, Yeah As an adult, I put myself in that situation. And although my people know me, they know my biological family had a lot of issues with drugs and alcohol and stuff like that. But my foster family that brought me up from a baby, I had nothing but love. I had a fantastic childhood Mm. growing up in the country, running in the mountains, trying to knock sheep out. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to kill a sheep with one punch. That's That's how I grew up. (laughs) Did you ever succeed? No, I angered <laughs> them a bit. Poor sheep. I stopped. There was there was the court order. Actually, I had to stop punching sheep. <laughs> the court order stopped punching yeah. sheep. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I had a fantastic childhood. Never had no issues. Like that. no issues of of not having love, none of this. Great. And but I You're know very people lucky. who've had. I am lucky. You're the small minority, I, and I know, <clears throat> and I know my siblings didn't have the, the best that bring in. So, and I, I'd say it's not a secret if anyone asked me, I'd tell them my, mm. you know, my biological family, my, you know, my brothers were all heroin users, mm-hmm. criminals, in and out of prison for the rest of their life, hooked on heroin, hooked on alcohol. My mother died in her early 40s being an alcoholic. <coughs> um, that, that's there in my family, that, that's been around there. And it's certainly it's a product of where they lived as well, because although Wales is small, you can have literally 15 minutes down that way is a shithole. 15 minutes up this way is a nicer country area.
1: Yeah. But it really shows, I think that you know, that speaks volumes to how important environment is to kids and stuff coming up. You know, that whole nature versus nurture thing. So, nature wise, yeah. you had it in your DNA, obviously, <clears throat> but the overpowering environment, the positive environment that was around you shaped you in. To what you are. All my siblings,
0: all my siblings have been addicted to drugs or alcohol and in and out of prison and have had issues. Mm -hmm. I'm the only one that has not had that. Um, It was channeled into karate, right? You know that 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 wild streak is in me, Mm -hmm. and I I think like my son Seb, Seb is autistic. Yeah. My sister's boy is autistic, Mm. so I'm probably right. I'm on the spectrum somewhere. Oh, you are and probably most most of my <laughs> brothers and sisters are probably on the spectrum somewhere. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's very much in our family. Mm-hmm. But my foster family grew up with just nine by love. Fantastic. <laughs> you know, I grew up in the country. I was loved. <clears throat> I that's such no a wrong.
1: Testament though, because we usually hear the opposite. Uh, you know, kids grow up in foster care. It's like brutal. Uh, because mm-hmm. people just do it for the check or whatever the case may be. So it's so nice to hear. Your tale my, of
0: my brother, also in foster care,
1: mm-hmm.
0: not so successful as me. Um, I, I'm we've we're going down like major stuff now. Like we're we're going into completely different things. That's cool. But I people think people can relate to this. I think these type of things do matter because they shape how you become in later life. Absolutely. So again, my brother, my brother's a very lovable guy, very nice guy, very easily led, loving guy. He was with a. Uh, He's about 10 years younger than me. He he was with a a foster family. He was there for 10 years. And then one day, all of a sudden, they said, we don't want you anymore. You can go. Oh, no. And he went. Um, That blew his mind up. Of course it did. Then he went to another family that had a different set of rules. Then he was chucked from pillar to post. This is what I'm talking about. And now he's gone. Uh, Then he went back to the area where my family are from, if anyone's what Lansbury Park, which was a, quite a problematic area, went back there to live in and out of prison for the rest of his life. Ugh. So it, it is, that that's in the family. It's an addictive family.
1: Remind addictive me to thank your foster family.
0: <laughs> <laughs> They're fantastic. Yeah, that's awesome. It is, and, and my, my, mother, my mother, this is my family that I grew up with, my mother mm. has fostered loads and loads of children. We always had new kids in with us because we had a big seven bedroom, we had a big old farm, seven bedroom house. God bless. Her. Loads of bedrooms in there. So just fostered loads of kids. That's awesome. All Good the time. Her. We always had family kids and kids with problems, kids Does that have had around? this and that. Yeah. God bless her. We'll get her on the show next week. They'd get her on. <laughs> and, and, and it's a testament as well because, you know, I started, I lived in the country. I lived eight miles away, I, I say the country, it's about eight miles to like where the dojo was in right. the town. So, you know, that's, that's a 15, 20 minute drive mm-hmm. together through lanes and every, you know, twice a week, my mother take me to karate every week, twice a week, take me to. even when I didn't want to go, it's like, no, you need to go. And this is what I say to some of my parents night the day, kids go through phases. And when they say, I don't want to go, you're like, you're going because it's the same as you go into school. Yeah. So you need to go. Yeah. Oh, I don't want to go today, ma'am. No, you go into the dojo. And I say, if they've been, you know, if it's gone on a month and they don't want to go, then fair enough. Maybe it's not for them. But kids fluctuate. Up, oh, I don't want to go training today. You go yeah. make them go. Because once they're there, they enjoy it.
1: No, that it'll pay off dividends later in life when they're
0: no, I don't really feel like doing that. Don't force them if they absolutely, you know, they can't, they don't want to be there. And this is week in, week out. But yeah, my mother always took me, even when I started teaching the kids. um, So I would train Tuesday, Thursday. I would help with the kids' class Wednesday, Saturday, four times a week. They'd drive me down into karate, pay for my geese, pay for my tournaments, pay for my training, pay for me to go away. All the time, Amazing. so I, I think,
1: Jesus,
0: I, I I do think, but that should be the norm. <laughs> it ain't that. That should be the norm, that right? Is not the norm. I, and it is. Don't a lot of your parents have got to support you, your family. You need support in things that you're going to do. All the young athletes that have come up have been supported by, you know, their parents. Not all cases, but the majority have well, been supported and and supported in what they want to do.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, it also strikes on me another thing, though, uh, and it's come up in other conversations with uh, the podcast and stuff I've watched. The unbelievable high percentage of good big fighters, like, and we're talking, it doesn't matter if it's UFC or glory or whatever, it doesn't matter. Boxing, they usually come from rough backgrounds, hard backgrounds. You don't yeah. see too many people growing up in like wealth and whatever. No, no, you don't be in fighters, being fighters or pro fighters and at that caliber. Why do you think yeah, that is? Do you, you think you, it's you, just that rough rage growing up? And
0: It is that because you've got to fight. Yeah. You've got to fight all your life. Um, And you, you, I was just thinking that of an example of someone that was maybe born. We call it with a silver spoon in their mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. You got that mm. saying there. Yeah. 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 So born into wealth and went into fighting and stuff. Yeah. Would like Chris Eubank, but Chris Eubank, was never born into wealth, really. Mm. He wore his monocle and he spoke very positive, but he wasn't. He was from the same sort of place as like Nigel Ben was. Yeah, he was from that same rough background, but that was just yeah. his persona he was putting on. Yeah, definitely, yeah. I, I think that a lot of fighters come out of a rough background, and a lot of entrepreneurs. Yes, a lot of self-made millionaires yes. have come from absolute squalor. Yes, and it's driven them. And yes. pushed them hard. Yes. And I've got a th- I've got a theory with with Conor McGregor. So after he fought um, the boxing match and had like allegedly thirty odd million for it, mm-hmm. what has he got to be hungry for? Well, exactly. he's not hungry to fight. He's not hungry to fight in the ring. Mm-hmm. He's not trying mm-hmm. to feed. He's not trying to feed for food on the table to come He's not coming up. He is at the top. Now
1: he sold his company for 300 million he's, or 200 million, somewhere insane number. So, he's and still, and still like sitting on the board.
0: Yeah, he's close to like a billion now. Yeah, he's good. What, what, what's why would you want to fight?
1: But he says there's a, match, there's a match coming out.
0: Yeah, because you get it. Same as Ali Ali should have quit, not quit. Ali should have retired a long time before he actually stopped. He would never have got beaten like he did.
1: Exactly. That's why I respect George St. Pierre a lot as well. He went out on top. A lot of people give him flack about it. I think it's awesome. He went out at pinnacle, the top, the best. He'll always
0: remember. He, he, he did have that, that, that last fight he had when he got absolutely battered. Which one? He Bisping? was fighting. He, I can't no, not, no, 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 Bispin, not Bisbin. Not remember one of the fight, one of the last fights he had, he fought a guy, I forget who it was. Um, and his face was an absolute mess in the press oh, conference. Yeah. He got battered through the fights, the but he still had to win. Who was that? I can't remember who it was now, but he was a big hitter. Um, but like everyone said, it was like, Yeah, you didn't win that, George. And the guy he was fighting says, You know, you didn't win that. And even George himself is kind of like, I don't know how I won that because I had the judge's decision, but I didn't win it really. And yeah, he didn't fight after that. He stopped fighting. That's bugging me now. I want to see who that was. Where's his record?
1: God, look at his record. Jesus. Oh yeah, his record, uh, Johnny his record is amazing. Yeah. It was a I split know, decision.
0: I, yeah, I, I don't know who he was, but, yeah, but it was like
1: J- Johnny Hendricks, UFC George, George had
0: an in. George had a, a battering through it.
1: I guess it was that one. It was either that or Nate Diaz, but
0: anyway. no, I wasn't Nate Diaz. It was someone that I can't remember who it was. So it must have been the other guy. Yeah. Um. And yes, yeah, so we're coming out on the finish when top. Look at um, oh the boxer uh, Manny Mayweather. Yeah. Now he and a lot of people argue his his career has been carefully selected anyway all the way through it, but he is. He's not. He's not a knight in shining armor. Nope. He's, he's a businessman, fighter. Yeah. So Smart I like that, that one. Yeah, the one where he knocked that guy out when he went to touch gloves. It's like, protect yourself at all times. The fight is on. The ref, the bell is gone. The fight is on. And it's yeah. the fact that you had butted me in the previous rounds. Yeah. So don't think we're going to touch gloves now. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That, I remember that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Clever guy. And like now, now it's about making the money. So he's had the fight with Conor. And although I do think I, there must have been some sort of stipulation of, you don't try and knock me out. Because I'm not losing my record yeah, on these, a lot, a on these exhibition fights. Same as when he fought, uh, what's the boy, Natsukao? Yeah. No, no, That's uh, quite...
1: No, na- uh, the Japanese kid. Uh, the Kyokushin <laughs> yeah. kid. Um, yeah. Yeah, they call him Kyokushin
0: karate Nat na- is uh, the white warrior off kickboxer. So they were yeah. calling back them uh, he fought him. these are all staged money making events these uh, ones yeah.
1: and not only that I saw an interview with that kid after, and he he was because that kid is I gotta pull up his name here um and he uh, is really good, really high level, but he was saying that uh, tension Nasukawa, yeah yeah and I oh, was close. <laughs> tension was saying in an interview that he was so nervous man he was so nervous floyd mayweather and the entourage that he comes with and all this stuff
0: that uh yeah obviously there's no way he and involved. not and, it, and it's not you You can't take away he's probably the the best defensive boxer there's ever been
1: yeah the best defensive boxer ever yeah i would say that yeah yeah for sure for um, sure
0: like like people arguing on the Tyson, probably one of the best heavyweights has ever been. Yeah. Um, one in of the terms best. of, in terms of what he's done. Everyone likes For to talk about Ali. Ball. Yeah. Everyone likes to talk about Ali, but Ali wasn't that good a fighter. What you Now we are talking about? No, he, he was, he didn't have his timing. Yeah, no, 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 I, Let me rephrase that. Okay. Ali wasn't a killer. No, he wasn't like, he, he was wasn't technical. like, uh, yeah, he wasn't like George Foreman.
1: No, he was, that was a killer. Super yeah, technical. technical
0: fight there. And he got in people's heads and he messed them up.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. He was the Conor McGregor so, of uh, boxing.
0: Yeah, and this is what... and Mike Tyson, have said this in an interview, he was saying, like, he, when I said Ali had nothing special, I was saying what he said, actually. He was saying, Ali was nothing special as a fighter, mm-hmm. but he got in your head and he messed with you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Messed you up in the fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he said, he said that, that's, you know, that's what he did. He messed you up. That's why he beat so many people.
1: Well, Tyson, the same thing.
0: Type of Tyson yeah, put so and much
1: fear in so... He would say crazy stuff to people that I can't but because he, on here.
0: he was that... We said, grew up in a rough area. He was that animal.
1: He was. He
0: wanted to kill you in the ring.
1: And he would cry before his matches and get emotional. He didn't want to fight. He was scared to fight and stuff. But as soon as that switch... Yeah.
0: <laughs> all that anger in him and like i remember someone asking him this was before he started training again asking him like why don't you train he's like no i don't train i don't do boxing training so you can't switch that back on he said because that puts something inside me i want to kill you i want to kill everyone that's there anyone that's in front of me i'm going to kill them and he said i don't want to i don't want to go back down that route it's a very dark route
1: and he's so um, happy-go-lucky these
0: days, and like <laughs> nowadays he just stays stoned all the time. Yeah, that's right.
1: <laughs> well, he has yeah. his own
0: pot farm. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, you when you speak to him, who is he? I was listening to him. Sorry, folks, this is a completely random show now. But these this nice. is important stuff. Yeah. we two hours in. Two hours. Oh my god. Um. Jesus. We're yeah. We're two hours in. We'll wrap it up now. He was speaking to uh, being interviewed about someone and he was talking about his boxing and he was talking about that that dark route and everything Joe, Joe Rogan I um, saw the girl. interview. He was telling Joe. Was it Joe Rogan he Yeah, was Yeah, to? he was telling Joe.
1: Joe was bugging about it and he starts talking about it and he's like,
0: You know, Joe, I can't turn that
1: can't turn that on. If I once I turn
0: that I flip that switch, I'll fucking kill I you. Think he said, I don't think he sounds like that. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, he was saying that. And it's really good stuff. And he talked about, you know, Mike Tyson. Uh, Can I tell you one
1: other thing he said in that interview? Because it's so insane. (laughs) He said that uh, when he was, (laughs) when he was, I don't know if it was training or fighting, he would get turned on.
0: (laughs) Oh yeah, he said that (laughs) when he's fighting. Yeah, because he said, it was better than sex. Was sex. He said, Is that better than sex? That fighting. He yeah. in an erection and stuff. He said, Yeah, better, better than sex. That feeling of that, that fighting of yeah. beating people and doing it. And uh, yeah. Oh my god. And, and, like, I know Tyson, other stories
1: him I can't even say on here because I don't want to like there's something. But, like,
0: else to, a, something Tyson else he used to do well. before fights. <laughs> well, people look at him as a bad guy. But yeah. he, he's a he's a product as well. Come up through, uh, he was very ta- nat- natural, natural fight, naturally talented knockout power. And as we said, either and, and I've always either you can bang or you can't. Yeah. You can learn to be powerful to a certain degree. Like I've always had, have had a good punch, I've had a good dig on me. Mm-hmm. Just, just got that power. Mm-hmm. Other people do the same stuff as me; they're not as powerful. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. like I, you know, other people like we said with Conor, Tyson, just bangers. Just got that power
1: it's that strength and stuff is a very peculiar thing i've always had weird um pressing strength uh leg press strength way beyond what you would think my legs and stuff are capable of it's very bizarre uh, and it's not because of muscle size or anything that's so weird how certain people or you have certain these little certain natural strengths yeah it's bizarre same thing with my pulling like if, for pulling stuff i can pull mm. massive amounts of weight and i have no idea where it comes from it's so bizarre it's uh, and and it shouldn't look like i can do it mm. it's, it's so strange so strange
0: yeah some people look at some people who are really skinny yeah really strong
1: but they're very wiry and they they're can be very strong yeah
0: tenacious yeah that is but uh, back to tyson i was going to say tyson when we were talking about bad guys and good guys and stuff, quite so much just a product of his upbringing and his life and everything that happened. And used. But, you, know, he was that kid. Yeah, he was a kid from the Bronx. He was that kid. He brought up, and then he, then he was thrust into stardom and given millions and millions of pounds. And Brainwashed as well. All yeah, you go way. crazy. You yeah. go crazy. It's like, yeah, I'll buy a Rolls Royce. I'll buy seven of them, one you in a, every color.
1: He bought a tiger.
0: <laughs> Get a pet tiger. Top, Multiple Tigers. <laughs> Multiple Tigers he bought. But like I was going to say, he earned half a billion dollars in his career and then went bankrupt, lost it all. Yeah, he did. He did. Tragically. But he, he built back. He's building uh, back up. Now. Different
1: way and whatever. He also went Same through was Holyfield. A very, I'm not sure people are aware, but he yeah, went through a he, very tragic loss. He had yeah, a daughter. A very
0: dark dark time as well
1: yeah he had a daughter who um was killed in his exercise room she got caught up in one of the machines uh on the elliptical or something like that and nobody was around and the poor little thing uh died i didn't i didn't know that it sent him in a bad bad dark spiral for a long long time it would it would yeah i did not i did not know that he blamed himself for it and all this shit, and was, yeah. Look it up. It's pretty. It's it's yeah. it's when he went into that dark period of his life,
0: and that coupled with drug abuse yeah. and alcohol, and 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 all your yes men around you. You're the champ. You can do anything you want, That's champ. Yeah, you yeah you go That's a real pump problem. that fool, champ. Do what you want. That's you a real Yeah, you're the champ. You get away. Then you think you start to think you're invincible, don't you?
1: Yeah, that's a real problem. When you have yes men around you, it's real bad. And all the the only uh, do it because they want a piece of you.
0: And I think that's what happened to Connor when he threw the dolly at the bus with with um, Habib and all of that crap. You know, when you he still threw the ble- dolly. At I the still bus. think
1: I. I don't know, man. I feel that still was bullshit. It was scripted or something.
0: I know, I don't think so. Because he was like he was probably arrested for it, and had a. Uh, had to go to court and had a trial I and suppose, everything I on, it, on his record. I, no, I think that. Remember, I used to talk about the God complex when I was on the mm. door and I used to think, like, I'm untouchable. You're yeah, looking at that, me when I'm fucking speaking to you. And that's what You're he going to get there. banged. Yeah, and I think he got so many people around him. You do think you, do you anything, are invincible. Conor. I'll throw this through the window. There's going to be no repercussions. I'm Conor <laughs> McGregor. <laughs> So, I do think that's what happened with him as well. When you're surrounded by yes men and you, you're thrust into the stardom and you have so much money, oh, yeah. it's got to be an absolute mindfuck.
1: Yeah, it, 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 it's insane. It'd be like, you know, it, it's, it reminds me much the same, um, a little different because they have more time to adjust. But you hear these people who wear, uh, win multi lotteries. No, I don't know what you guys have over there. America is crazy. They have lotteries and hundreds of millions of dollars. Here in Canada, they will get tens of millions and that. But the it's a disproportionate amount of people who win the lottery are broke again in uh a couple of years after.
0: Pretty pretty much all of them are.
1: Yeah. It's, it's incredible. very few that keep very it. Very few. I happen to know somebody who did win the lottery. They won 17 and a half million, I think it was, somewhere in there. But they were smart enough to invest it and work with it and stuff. And they're still, to this day, living on it because it was quite a while ago. Are, yeah. But for the average person, man, yeah, they just, they're, when they're not used to it, they, it just goes to their head and it, before you know but it. But
0: there's, no tra- there's no money training that goes with it. Same as when you're right. thrust into stardom or you're like right. a sportsman and you've just earned three million pounds for doing this game. Yeah. There they, they should be money man. Well, there are money managers mm-hmm. and their job is to get as much money off you ah, as they yeah, can. You got it. But um, there should be, you know, a like coach. lessons and courses and coaches and stuff to teach yeah. you how to handle it. What you were saying about the lottery, there was a guy in Britain. I think his name was Simon Carroll mm-hmm. and he was known as the lottery lout because he was from a council estate. He was a job. You know, like a job from a council estate, slugging lager, beer, going out fighting. And he won £9 million on the lottery. Mm-hmm. And, and this was back, like, in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. So, like, £9 million. That is a phenomenal amount of money. Mm-hmm. But he was like, you know, all of a sudden I've been given £9 million. I can buy whatever car I want. He'd buy him mansions. So, he bought a mansion. And then he bought... And then he, then he built... A race banger track around his mansion to race banger cars and <laughs> smash <laughs> them out he got, he got all the money he wants yeah but he's st- at, at heart he's a job right you know he's a leg can do what you know he's what he to guns no <laughs> he, he's gone in the end he tried to kill himself
1: oh jesus
0: he was um you know he had so much money And then, you know, people trying to get money off him, all the yes men around you and doing this and that, and people coming after you, people trying to get a piece of you, then people envying you. And the fact that you can actually do whatever you want, that goes to your head. I was watching a documentary on him and and he was saying then later, that like, he was like, I was going through about 5,000 pounds worth of cocaine a day. (laughs) And he was like, and he was only in his twenties. Oh this was God. like through his twenties. Oh um, and after a couple of years, and in the end, he was sore. He tried to kill himself. In his, with a, he broke a bottle and stabbed himself in the neck good and just tried. Lord. He was like, I've, "I've had enough of this." It's a pretty he survived way to go. it. Yeah, pretty. You know, but you know, when you're doing five thousand pounds worth of coke a day, it probably seems like a good idea at the time. Um, but yeah, he lost all his money and lost his life almost Real. lost his life so, so wanted to end it so yeah I, I and i suppose the lesson in all of this is to get educated on things read yeah. about them learn about it go out and look at things you know and, and have a better view karate money business fitness weight training anything just get a little bit of knowledge and not, a, not a little bit. Don't go to Facebook, and get this and get that and get that. Oh my God, yeah. this is going to happen. Don't yeah. look at Facebook, read a book on it, read a book on it by someone who's already done it. Yeah. That's good advice. That's what we'll end on. Yeah. Cause we are of the two hours and nine minutes. Holy crap. Well, it's been a while anyway, but so. it's a three week episode. This is like yeah. three weeks to catch up on. <laughs> exactly. And I don't even know what, well, what are we going to call this? Because we've gone everywhere. Cobra Kai. <laughs> we didn't actually speak about them that much. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know. I, I was like, yeah, it. we'll have a, whole, we'll have a show on Cobra Kai. We'll talk about this, talk about that. But we just kept going off so many places. I'll think about it. Think about but yeah, it's cool. Right. What, what day is it? it is, it's Tuesday. Is it Wednesday or Tuesday? Like days no, or Tuesday. It's t- no, it's Wednesday. Is it? Wednesday, yeah. We, it's Wednesday now shooting. Wednesday's going to go out. Friday?
1: probably not till friday because i'm pretty crazy again tomorrow and i probably won't get a chance to edit too much uh so well, i would say friday
0: pretty, yeah back up friday and then we, we we're gonna hopefully go back to once a week
1: yeah we will now we will and and not only that i have some ideas are floating around too want to start implementing we're
0: going on the there. that's is that what we said this, said?
1: <laughs> i i, I created an account for uh, terry and uh, he's going to set it up i'll <laughs> send it out i'll put, make sure i send it out on social media
0: that's where we're going to put all our content <laughs> up on this very growing platform apparently scott said <laughs> terry um, has a lot of so like-minded yeah. people on there <laughs> so we're back to weekly guys we're back to weekly we we it's been a, a bit of a turbulent time up and down over Christmas, New Year, this and that, illnesses and yeah. whatnot. But we, we're we back on it now. Once a week, we'll be putting an effort. We still haven't decided what day we're going to try and stick to. Whether we That's shoot the over the recording, yeah. Whether, whether we shoot the weekend post-Tuesday or we shoot in the week and post for the weekend.
1: I think we should, instead of doing that, we should just, when we can, we can, just make sure we get it in at least once a week. And we just aim for the best day we can. I just put
0: it, uh, yeah, and we'll just get it out for the guys, yeah. 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 Um, All right. Like, share, subscribe, Uh, please. Scott needs it. I need need it. (laughs) He needs it. (laughs) Right, folks. Do your thing. 2 hours, 11 minutes. If you're still awake, we'll uh, see you on the next one. (laughs) Stay dangerous. (laughs)